Spokane. I know I shouldn't be talking on my cell phone and driving at the same time, but I wanted to let you know that the bird walking show is not about birds. It's about talking. Oh, shit! Bird walking. driving and we're heavily insured if we're driving a very new car he's doing that you're like would you stop it you're freaking me out we're driving and we're driving and we're heavily insured it, it, it has a ton of safety features came out and hit us at 25 miles an hour we were driving and we're driving and we're heavily insured at 25 miles an hour we would be fine yeah, both sure. in the passenger seat and in the driver's seat. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you consider yourself a good driver? Yes. Would you say you're above average? Yes, but I think I'm one of the few people who can absolutely say that. So I agree with that, but it is probably pretty true that most people think they're pretty good drivers. Yeah, because to be fair, 10 years ago, I also thought I was above average driver. And now I know that I'm so. And then now I have training, and during that training, I realized all the t things I was doing that actually were not very safe. Oh, you so you've actually gotten better. Oh yeah, it's not absolutely. just a matter of like you've seen other people firsthand. <laughs> no, no, it's not just no. I mean, yes, <laughs> I can also compare myself to other people on the road. Obviously, that's always easy to do. But no, I've had training. Like I, I stop at the stop line. And then I roll out or I check my right blind spot before turning right because there could be a cyclist there. And I guarantee you, and I'm going to be generous with this, that 80% of drivers aren't doing that. I suspect it's a lot higher. <laughs> so what, tell, tell everybody why you have experience. Because or... I was a uh, driving instructor for six years. So you, to be a driving instructor, this makes sense. You have to go through training to make sure you're a good driver yourself. Right. And, and it's all just second nature now. It's, you know, from teaching it. Because the thing is, there was nothing that I taught that I didn't agree with, that there wasn't a reason for. This stuff is not arbitrary. Right. It's all about safety and getting somewhere. Right. One is more important than the other, obviously, but, you know. Um, and, and driving laws are designed for that. A lot of people think they're punitive, but they're not. It's about safety and it's about keeping traffic moving. Well, and I have a lot of actual training as well because yes. for years I've driven trucks. So every year they, for insurance purposes, they have to put it all in front of the instructor and they do the things. But there are quite a few lessons that I've learned. Like you, you know, check left, check right, check left again mm -hmm. before you go. You don't just assume that you knew what was happening then because it could be a pedestrian or something, for instance. Yeah, especially where we live. But uh, so blockers. the one thing that I would like, I mean, everyone loves to complain about driving. It's the, you know, that's, you know, this is an easy topic, of course. But the one thing that that I kind of, to, to me, uh, drills it all down to one thing is that driving is a, a community activity. You are, when you get in your car and drive, get out there, you're on a, in a community with all the other cars. You're not just in your little metal frame Absolutely. doing your thing with yeah. your music. You need to be aware of what everyone else is doing. And that's, that's a combination of stuff that is safety, like yep. we just said, and a lot of it is just courtesy as well. Ah, oh, man, yeah. There's just, I mean, yeah, just rem like um, keeping up with the speed of the general traffic is a courtesy to the other people on the road. It's even also... They, even if you think that you would rather go slower. And if you really just want to screw over everybody around you, it's still a safety thing. Yeah. And you know where I learned that was years ago when you had to do traffic school. 
you know, when we still lived in St. Louis, they told you that. Like, even if you're going above the speed limit, it's still safer if everybody is going that speed. Right. So if you're that person that really just feels comfortable at 25 miles an hour and you're going to go that no matter what, it's just, it's what? So it's unsafe and it's just rude. And it doesn't, I don't know what the, I guess it's probably a combination. It's the person that really is completely oblivious that just is just going to go that because that's what they do. And then there's other people that is punitive. Like they've decided that like everyone should be going 25 miles an hour. Oh man. Because it's unsafe to go faster. So I'm going to show everybody. um, And I do think that you find that more here. In the Pacific Northwest, we've got that passive aggressive thing that happens. And I mean, I've discussed this with my students because it was a bizarre idea to me that people will get out in the left lane here and slow people down because they don't think those people should be driving that fast. And I've had students say, oh, my grandmother does that. Oh, my aunt does that. Yeah, that's so weird. So my, my, I guess I maybe I, I when I see it, I always just feel like people aren't paying any attention. They just don't care. Or the, you know, you'll, you'll watch someone get on the freeway and make a beeline. You know, change lanes, change lanes, change lanes to get out to that left lane, not but, not the carpool lane. Right, the, and it, it is the weirdest. Well, partly thing. that's because they're now. Now I do agree that their thought there is that then they don't have to do anything else. They're done. They get out there and they could just sit out there for the next then twenty sit miles. Then second to the right lane. I, the right lane actually, I understand it. Slow, speeds up, slows down, speeds up, slow down. But there are other lanes you can be in besides that one, and it's bizarre. Now, one thing I will say, one thing I'm really proud of when it comes to driving is that I have. I'm way, way, way more patient than most other people I know when it comes to driving. Um, and that I started doing that before I actually started teaching driver's ed. Um, one day I was sitting in traffic on the way home from work, being thoroughly annoyed at, you know, we're just sitting there. And I was like, you know, there is nothing I can do about this. Right. And that changed my entire attitude. Um, do I still get mad at other drivers? Yeah. Well, there's a difference between <laughs> me being um, patient and then maybe verbally, it's a different story. But uh, so what I try, I, I, I kind of do the same thing. What I try to do is what, um, rather than being cynical all the time, so when I was like, wow, that right hand turn was real rough. My, my new, <laughs> what I try to do now is like, I don't know their story. Maybe they've got a cake in the back seat. Yes. Yeah. And maybe they're trying not to turn over the cake. So, and it helps a lot when it you're kind of. It really does. I, yeah. I remember you, you telling me that. So then I would do that with my students and I do it with myself too, where I'm like, let's brainstorm reasons why that person's driving slow. Okay. And they came up, maybe, maybe they've got a sick cat in the car. I'm like, oh, that's a really good one. Right. right? That's really scared. Or, um, yeah. And one that I would supply that they, they're not really familiar with yet is maybe they're just, their car is acting up and all they want to do is get that car home. So they're right. driving super carefully and they're like, I, you know, I, I can't come to a complete stop or it'll die on me or, you know, that type of or thing. Or maybe they're so high <laughs> <laughs> that anything above 20 miles an hour is really freaky. And what they're doing is they're looking in the rearview mirror and they keep thinking, is that a cop? Is that a cop? Because they think you're a cop now. No, it's, well, it's got to be the time. I wouldn't know anything about this. So I think it's a time warp thing. So like when I smoke, I, it's time warp thing. Everything takes forever. Like a sitcom, or... 22 minutes, is an hour and a half long and I have no idea why. So getting from one stop sign to the next is like good god like so years ago and i know this is like admitting stuff you're not supposed to be doing but years ago i went to a party got a little high and drove home and it was like a 12 mile ride home i god, swear to god it took like me forever. it took me like an hour and a half to get home i swear to god oh, it was god. like oh it was just another bit driving white knuckled for like a year like it just went on and on and on <laughs> you are tuned in to the bird walking podcast bird walking
bird walking. The thing, the thing to keep in mind with driving is that it is one of the few activities that we all have to do in our society that is not required to live, right? We, you know, we need air, we need food, we need shelter, but driving doesn't necessarily keep us alive. So directly. is it a right or a privilege? It's a privilege. Absolutely. Right. Or but, privilege. But, but the... Or right. It's a privilege. <laughs> God, why are you... <laughs> but, but, but here's my point. Um, is that you take a huge range of abilities and put them behind the wheel. So that goes to my thing that a lot of people will bring up, because especially when it comes from, I'm the better driver, but shouldn't there shouldn't it be harder to get a license? Oh, shouldn't yes. it be harder to get your thing in, in this, particularly in this country? Yes. Um, doesn't it seem, it's, it, like you don't, you barely know how to, you barely have to get behind the wheel in order to be able to pass, right? Yeah. I think it should be a whole lot harder I feel a lot of people. I agree. Oh man, you know what? I, I really, I notice. I really hate. I really hate uh, speed. People speeding too fast. I really hate it. Drives me. It drives me insane. <laughs> because, so here's my general rule. I try to. I know everybody's going a little faster on the freeway than the speed limit. Typically, I try to stay. I try not to go past ten miles an hour. Uh, ten miles up uh, over the speed mm-hmm. limit. But yeah. that's only because the the urban legend is that the cops probably won't pull you over if you're yeah 10. yeah you're about ten miles an hour right. over the speed limit. Exactly. So I stay you know right in between sixty and seventy, and uh, I stopped riding in the far left lane. Uh, <laughs> I hate riding it. Everybody's riding my butt, and I'm oh, doing know, I'm right? doing the speed limit. I'm going over the speed limit. As a matter of fact, I'm doing sixty five. I'm doing seventy, and the people are riding he's, my ass. He's, he's one of the drivers. He's like, I'm already going sixty five. What do you want? <laughs> so I said, I just said, screw it. I, I actually stay in the middle lane. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even like the carpool lane when I when I have the ability to ride the carpool lane. So I stay in the middle lane or even the right. Uh, it just makes me feel safer. And a lot of times I'm driving a gigantic van. Oh, yeah. And there's stuff bumping around and just doing oh, all sure. this stuff. And it, and it's an old van and I'm scared that it's going to break down. And same with my car. It's the same thing. I'm afraid of... I'm just... I like to do the speed limit. I like to stay safe. I don't like to go too slow. I don't like to go too fast. I want to stay right in that, that 10 miles over the speed limit in the middle at 65 or 70 you know, something to Yeah, yeah. So I keep nodding and I keep forgetting that they're... <laughs> like, we're, we're sitting here silently, but we're actually totally, like, if, listening to Abe and agreeing with him. If, so, sorry, guys. Right. <laughs> if you had a choice to... If you had a choice to just let, the, let that van drive itself on the highway, for instance, and just pick a speed and go, <laughs> would you would you prefer that? The, the, just to stay in the... Just let it go. Yeah, like, you know, and you don't have to worry about all that stuff. Would you be... You know, regardless of the, the, the existential comfort about driverless cars but like wouldn't wouldn't you feel just better if you could be like push a button and just just get me there yeah that would be right? great so you know, I, totally and i think so i'm i'm a, a opposite kind of driver of course when i'm when driving a big 24 foot box van it's a whole different story you're like i'm not changing lanes ever because i'm huge <laughs> yeah, right but like i i, I feel like i'm a really fine. actively engaged driver so like this car i own right now is the first one i've ever had that isn't a stick shift uh, because i like to really so and i so if, if you're on the highway and the and it's time to go fast i will go as fast as we can and i will but if it's slow time because we're all piled up to the stop sign i will go i will be patient and go slow along with everybody else so it's i think that maybe the, there's a difference there too between people who really 
would ra- would rather really not be driving at all if they could get away with it versus people like me that want to drive. Well, let me say this. I Actually, I think I like driving quite a bit. I do like it. It's just that, uh, I, I don't know, there's something... There's something about being on the freeway here in Washington State. I feel like people really do go too fast. They must be doing 80 or 90 because they're zipping past me. I'm, I'm in between 60 and 70, and people are... He sounds you know, like such an old man. <laughs> yeah. so well, I do, I, do, I do think that's some of it. I do think... I, I, I'm totally going to generalize. I don't care. I have familiarity with this topic. I do think it's partly because you live near a military base. I do think you're getting some of that. Oh, that um, young... Those yeah, young the, men. The young bucks young, that are... Young, oh, young soldiers. That makes sense. Because oh, I see yeah. some crazy stuff. People yeah. are zing, 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 zing. Oh, that's actually true, Natalie. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a lot. Because down closer to Seattle, you're like... Will you just go? And even, <laughs> even when the population was lower in Seattle, it was that way. The difference in driving in St. Louis and Seattle is is sometimes night and day, particularly on the freeway. As annoying like as... Like they said at like 80. They said at 80. Like you just get on the highway and you're... And you just go. And here it's like, what? Why is... five 405 in particular would drive me crazy because everyone was going the speed limit all the way across. And you're like, so there's nothing I can do because all you idiots... I've like planned this or something, that, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you have to leave room for people to get around you, you know, but yeah, people don't fly by you up in Seattle. Well, that's that why it comes out that community thing is there's lots of little subtle rules we can go on and on about if you, you know, if you pull up next to somebody and you're driving exactly the same speed, one of you should choose to go yeah. a little faster or slower to kind of get away from it. And my thing is that's another safety thing too, because if suddenly the person next to you had to change lanes, suddenly they'll have an opening and be ready to go. But versus, if you're just right there on, next to them the whole time, you're both you're going to get hit. Kind of. I do that. I try not to let the people uh, have, have people on the left and right of me. Mm-hmm, um, I'm mm-hmm. either going to speed up and and have an opening on both sides, or I'm going to slow down and keep that opening. I'm just extra cautious. Yeah, yeah that's just way. the thing. Because yeah, yeah, you always have yeah. it out. Yeah. You're always ready to like. And that's the thing. To, so like, even if you don't care about the community aspect, and you're very much like, screw you, I'll do you know my thing. This is a safety thing for you. You want to be able to give yourself room to move however you need to and it's i mean we have seen it i don't know that i maybe i have but we i've seen it happen where someone slams on the brakes and they steer to the right and they're fine right they they end up next to the car that they're about to hit you can see they're like you know oh my god (laughs) you just see this whole relief no but i've seen it a few times yeah Yeah. like with a like a van or something and and with i'm sure they didn't even think about it but they're they're in the other lane right over and they're everyone was safe yeah versus if you weren't paying any attention and so that's the other thing, theory. I don't know what how much you guys talked about it when you were an instructor, but there there's a theory that I really really buy on buy into that there's uh, like difference of drivers. Uh, they say that when you're a good driver, you're generally driving in beta mode mm-hmm. in your brain, so that you're not really looking at all every little car consciously. You're not like oh right car over here, she looks. Right. It's a the whole stream of data coming in is all going in at once, and you're not really consciously thinking about it but your your brain is like a driverless car is like the lidar is going and you're putting them all in a category of all the possible things that they could be doing but you are not thinking about them and that is a learned thing because we teach them to identify every potential hazard and you have to do that with teenagers because it's they just haven't been paying attention right most of them i know a lot of you were but or some of you were but so you have to now key them into all those things right because they'll go they'll say oh i see this and i you know i see the pedestrian and i see there's intersection and i see this blue car and you're like the whole time as the instructor or the parent you're like 
I wonder if they see the light. <laughs> that's, like, that's turned red. Anything just now. else? Yeah, you know, I had, I had a break, so it was never. But then a the key is that when you get better, is to sort of shut all that off and not because. So, yep. um, like, I drive regularly with somebody who kind of sits in that conscious mode all the time. So he reacts to everything he sees any in, in a potential danger. So any car that sort of comes out from intersection, I would be like. I can see that it's slowing down. The probability is pretty high that it's going to stop by the time I get there, so I'm not going to worry about it. Versus when it comes out, he sees it. He's like, oh, God. And he'll either stop or try to swerve ahead of time. And it and it, so it makes for a very jerky, kind of frightening ride on yeah, both sure. being in the passenger seat and in the driver's seat. Um, yeah. So actually what I was thinking about. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. When you're driving and he's doing that, you're like, would you stop it? You're freaking me out. Right? Or, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. What, so like, what, or did you say when I'm driving and he's doing that? Yeah. that's even worse. Because I'll be like, literally like, will you just look out the window for a few minutes because you're making me really nervous? Because he'll grab onto the, 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 the oh shit bar. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, the car came out. I'm like, oh my God, I had it. And I had to explain. I'm like, literally, okay, let's walk through this. Okay. We're driving a very new car it's it, it has a ton of safety features and we're heavily insured we'll be fine if this car came out and hit us at 25 miles an hour we would be fine nothing nothing will no harm will come to us so just relax kind of thing but i laugh because so years ago there was a and key and peel pretty famously <laughs> they uh, uh could do the obama and then uh, luther the anger translator <laughs> So and it's and so if you guys haven't heard, it's basically one guy doing uh, President Obama, and then the other guy Luther is like doing like just yelling about all the ways he's been mis- mistreated and everything. And so now we figured out that my husband Mike is perfect at being my anger translator. So I'm just driving along, saw the danger, saw the thing, and meanwhile he's like, "What is this with this lady? Why won't she just go? What is is this guy drunk?" And he's like, he just verbalizing all the stuff, and I'm like, "I got it, it's fine." And he's just letting it all go. So he's my official driving anger translator. Well, it's funny, too, because as you're talking about it, I'm thinking, why doesn't he trust you? You've never. And then I went, that's not what it is, because I keep doing that with Willie, where I'll go pedestrian and then I'll say, I'm really sorry. He's like, no, no, it's OK. But I I have over the last couple of years gotten a little nervous about things when I'm I don't know what it is. It's I'm anxious about something else, I'm sure. Right. But so now I, I kind of get it. I don't react the way he does. I'll just say, oh, watch this guy. Right. You know. Um, but that's like a partnership thing maybe too and maybe it's just once you're a woman over 40 I don't know yeah we just kind of get old (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) bird walking okay okay so you were driving along with Stephanie (laughs) yeah yeah so so drive along and I'm doing that whole (laughs) my name is Jimmy there Uh, and the part that's relevant is Daddy? No, I, I, I said, Daddy. He said, what? I said, go a little faster. He said, okay. I said, Daddy. He said, what? He said, go a little faster. He said, okay. I said, Daddy. He said, what? He said, go a little faster. He said, okay. I said, Daddy. He said, what? That, that joke is awesome for radio. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> it was one of those jokes when I was a kid that I really fully didn't understand, but it was still really hilarious. <laughs> like, and then you realize, oh, it, that was the joke. That it's so yeah. super silly. Did you see the... that thing on SNL with the, the thing you can, if you're having a heart attack on the toilet, you can push the button and it flings. 
What? <laughs> so, so basically, if you think you're going to die on the toilet, you push this button and it flings you into your bedroom. So you die, in your, so you die in your bed instead. But then, so that's what he would sell. But then they start showing how it goes wrong. And the fact that, like, your pants are on off. Or like, oh, look, he died peacefully in his bed with his pants around his ankles. Yeah, like, and there's shit everywhere. <laughs> or like, you don't make it to the bed. Like, or you go too far and you hit the wall. And they're just like throwing bodies into the wall or into the, ba- the, the baseboard. And it is really, really funny. I always love SNL because I always, you always feel, I, you can always, some some of the sketches like that one, you can really uh, sense like, what it was in the room, like when they're all brainstorming. They're like, <laughs> and then they do this. And, they, like, and then they produce it. It's funny. Yeah. And in, in, in a bad way too, you're like, how did this get out of the writing room? I don't understand what happened 